And the uh, same rules apply as last night. Please help me sing, okay? And uh, But thank you all for praying for my back. And uh, Brother Joel has uh, an inversion table, if you know what one of those are. And um, he brought it yesterday, and I believe it's helped me some. So now I told him I can't hang upside down on it for too long because uh, I'm not small. You don't have to say amen. In fact, I told your pastor what I weighed last night. He was going, no, no, there's no way. So that made me feel good. Thank you, brother. I, I felt a lot, you know, a lot better after that. I feel like preaching now. But, um, but so my joints, my knees and hips and ankles, uh, they're used to supporting me this way is what I told them a minute ago. But when I flip them upside down and they got to hold me the other way, they just stretch to their limits. And it's like I can hear them going, help me. So, but I, nonetheless, you flip upside down like that, and I think I've got a little bit of relief from that. So I'm thankful for that. And uh, but I'll give God credit for that. Your your pastor's wife said something about it last night. I used it while they were here because Brother Joel said some people have a tendency to pass out on those things when they first. Oh, you got. Oh, well, and they have bought me a tens unit. So thank you to your pastor and his wife. If you know what a tens unit is, it's a, it can send electrical charges through your muscles. And I used to use one years ago as a young man. I've had this back problem for a long time, and uh, but I used to go to a chiropractor and things and used one of those. And uh, they told me yesterday when I went to go eat with them that they had ordered me one. And there's no arguing with them, so I'll just say thank you. And it was already done, so I. I uh, but anyway, uh, you all have been so good to me. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the least of all his servants. But God will bless you for taking care of his people. You know that, don't you? You know that, don't you? You all have given me a place to lay my head for a few days. In fact, your pastor and his wife told me I could stay there as long as I needed to. You know God will bless you for that. He'll bless you for that. I've watched you all give. And I don't mean that. I've been watching to see how much everybody knows. But I've watched you all give. I know you've given. And uh, God's going to bless you for that. He's already been blessing you. I watched some of you get blessed last night. You need some more tonight? Or did you get enough? Are you full? Okay. We're still singing, I'm hungry. And in fact, I, uh, I, I know what I'm fixing to preach. I don't think it's changed, uh, brother, brother Sound Guy. I need to learn his name, don't I? It's brother Zachary. Brother Zachary, okay. All right, I'm awful with names. Um, I may call him Brother Sound Guy just for effect, though. I like the ring of that. But thank you all for being good to me. I need to quit joking, don't I? Let's sing a while. Praise the Lord. Probably Kia F again. You liked that one last night, and I liked it too. So y'all sing with me. Uh, I'm glad that Jesus is with me. So I'm going to try to sing that song. It's kind of one of my go-tos, but I'm not singing it just because it's one of my go-tos. I kind of feel like singing it tonight. Um, it's a wonder he's with us at all because we don't deserve his presence. But this song, and you probably know it, probably have heard it. If you don't, um, if you can't sing with me, you can still worship with me. I think I said that last night too. If you don't know the song, just listen to these words. Uh, he's not just with me when everything's good. We all have some friends like that, don't we? I use the term friends loosely. And, uh, but he's with me when it gets bad. He's with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear that thunder roll. Let's start off, and I'll just start off in that chorus. Well, well, Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear that thunder roll. 
He holds my hand when I begin to tremble when the winds of this world are blowing strong. Well, I said Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear that thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble when the winds of this world are blowing strong. Well, I know Jesus is a fence around his children. Oh, and his grace is sufficient to stand the storm. I know his word is a promise we can lean on when the winds of this world are blowing strong. Well, I said Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear that thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble when the winds of this world are blowing strong. Well, you know Satan, he's always sneaking around the gate and he's trying to lead the sheep astray. Oh, but he that is within us is so much greater than he. We can rebuke him and chase him away. Well, I said Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear that thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble when the winds of this world are blowing strong. Oh, and if you are caught up in the winds of this world with no hope in your life at all, why don't you give it over to Jesus? I know He will understand. He'll never, never let you fall. Well, I said Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear that thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble when the winds of this world are blowing strong. Well, I said Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear that thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble when the winds of this world are blowing strong. Well, you know Satan, he's roaming to and fro throughout the land, seeking out whom he might devour. Oh, but he was defeated at Golgotha that day when Jesus made him out a liar. Well, I said, Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear that thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble when the winds of this world are blowing strong. Oh, and if you are caught up in the winds of this world with no hope in your life at all, you can't just give it over to Jesus. He will understand and he will never, never let you fall. Well, I said Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear that thunder roll. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble when the winds of this world are blowing strong. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, why don't you worship him? He's worthy, isn't he? He's worthy, isn't he? He's a very present help 
in trouble. Very present. I don't know exactly what very present. You can turn to Psalm chapter number 91. I don't know exactly what very present means, okay? But how many of you are present tonight? Raise your hand. Okay. Well, we've got one up here, but he raised his hands twice. All right. Present just means you're there or you're here. Isn't that right? He's a very present help. He is there for you more than you are there. Not just when everything's going okay, but he's a very present help. Where, Brother Jeffries? In trouble. In trouble. So when you're in trouble, God's in trouble. But when God's in trouble, that means trouble's in trouble. Isn't that right? When you and him are there together, you're the only one that's got anything to worry about. And when you realize he's there with you, you realize you don't have anything to worry about. Praise the Lord. Psalm chapter number 51. Try to preach to you a little while tonight. And I feel liberty to preach this, but I already feel more liberty about what to preach tomorrow night. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to discount tonight's service. So please don't discount tonight's service. I've got something to say tonight, and I believe the Lord's going to help us, don't you? He is faithful. I believe he's here with us. And uh, I feel just a little bit of a hindrance, whatever that is. But when we pray for one another here in a few seconds, uh, I want you to help me stand against that. I don't know exactly what it is, but I sure don't like it. And it's not good. So I, uh, anyway, praise the Lord. And, it, and if I'm just, if it's just in my head, pray it'll get out of my head. All right? Praise the Lord. Psalm 91, and uh, just one verse again tonight. I don't know, I may, uh, may refer to some other places. Psalm 91 and verse number one says, He that dwelleth, in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And it's just one verse. Let's read it again, okay? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Praise the Lord. I'll put this microphone up here and switch over to this lapel mic. And while I do, let's pray for one another again. Could we do that? Thank you, Father. Lord, for another day that you've given us. Lord, thank you for the touch that I felt in my body. Lord, (laughs) we need you tonight. We need you tonight, Lord Jesus. We believe you to help us. We believe you're going to move, Lord. We believe you'll deal with our hearts. I want you to do the same thing tonight, God, that we asked in the other services. You bring holy Lamb of God. Praise your holy name. I feel him tonight, folks. Hallelujah. Can you feel him in this place? Praise your holy name, Lamb of God. Lord, we stand against whatever that hindrance might be. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Lord, it's only in your name. I believe you tonight. Whatever hell God sends our way, we know that you are greater. And we stand holy, God of heaven. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. That's all right. Go ahead and praise Him. Go ahead and praise Him. Hallelujah. Woo! Holy, holy, holy. Thank you, Father. Woo! Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your holy name. Woo! Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord God of heaven, I want you to bring us to that secret place tonight. Bring us into that secret place. God, everybody in this place, woo, bring us to you, Lord. Show us the way. We pray in your name. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Everybody says, Amen. Yeah, just go ahead and whatever you want to do, listen, you don't have to sit down while I'm preaching. In fact, I feel better when you stand up. Now, that's not a request. I can't tell you. But what I'm saying is worship, real worship, never gets in the way. You understand that? And the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost does not interrupt Himself. And when you've got a man that's preaching under the unction of the Holy Ghost, and you've got somebody that's worshiping under the unction of the Holy Ghost, they don't cross each other. They don't cause problems for one another. Did you know that? And now if there's causing problems, if you see somebody worshiping, all the attention is drawn to them, ah, something's wrong. That's not under the unction of the Holy Ghost. If you see somebody preaching, all the attention is drawn to them, something's wrong. That's not preaching like the Holy Ghost preaches. Uh, that's just some man getting up and talking and telling stories. He may read some scripture, and scripture is always good, but you know you can abuse the Word of God. Hallelujah. But I, it won't bother me a bit for you to worship or you to pray because it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no interruption there. You understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. I want Him to bring us to an altar tonight. Hallelujah. I want Him to bring us, you heard me say it while we were praying, I want Him to bring us to this place. That's my prayer tonight for this service before it's over. Lord, bring us into this secret place. That's what the Bible says. I'll just, I'll just start there. This place that I'm talking about, it's a secret place. It's hidden. And there's not a place that's hidden that was hidden on accident. Okay, they, the, Somebody doesn't want you to find that place if it's hidden. Okay, And it's hidden. It's not easily found. It was hidden on purpose. Uh, because there's, there's limited access to this place. So if you're going to get to this place, there's a certain way that you have to get there. And it reminds me, and I, I may refer to some other scriptures tonight and things, uh, somehow uh, over the past year, year and a half, the book of Leviticus has become one of my favorite books. And that's the book people usually get bogged down in, but I have absolutely fallen in love with it tonight. And I said that in front, of, in front of Brother Paretic not too long ago, and he gave me a hard time. He said, that's because you haven't read the book of Hebrews yet, but, but because they go together so well. You understand what I mean? And, and I'm telling you, without the New Testament, looking at that, that book of Leviticus, it would be a terrible thing. Now, in a way, it's a good thing. It's about how the children of Israel can get close to God. For me, when I read it, that's the whole theme of that book. If I could sum it up into two words, is coming close. Because you end the book of Exodus with Moses not able to go in to the tabernacle that he just put together. And God says, okay, now I'm going to show you how you get in here. Amen? So it's special in that way. But, but my, that was a hard way to go, wasn't it? But when I read about this secret place, and I wonder if the psalmist here didn't have that tabernacle or that temple in mind. Uh, be, because the innermost part of that tabernacle, the innermost part of the temple... Amen. It was a secret place. Not just anybody got to waltz in there. You could walk by and, and peer in, but there was a veil hanging there. And aren't you thankful the veil's rent? Amen. 
There's a veil hanging there. You can't, not just anybody can see inside there. Amen? And, and now there is still limited access to this place tonight. At the same time, it's for whosoever will. All right? But there was, a, there was a man called the high priest in the Old Testament. He got to go into that, that secret place once a year. But he couldn't do it on his own terms. He couldn't do it in his own way. He had to read exactly how God wanted him to go in. He had to dress a certain way. He had to walk a certain way. He had to act a certain way. You understand? And, and I'm telling you, even though that limited access, it's not like it used to be. Uh, if we're going to get to that secret place, we've got to do it exactly how God tells us to do it. Hey Amen. You're not, you're, it's a secret place. It's hidden, Brother Jeffries. You're not just going to stumble upon it by accident. But when you get to this place, you'll know you went there on purpose. Hey Amen. I'd like for us to go to this secret place tonight, wouldn't you? Hallelujah. Now, this secret place is a spiritual place. All right? So I'm not going to get there by any normal means of transportation. This is not a physical place. You can't drive to this place. You can't walk or run to this place. Now, there are physical places, like a church, when we're all gathered together here, if we can all get in the same mind. Huh? How about that? When we all have the same goal, when I'm in a physical place where everybody has the same goal, that makes it easier to get to this spiritual place. I'd like for that to be the goal for everybody tonight here in this place. Amen. When we come into these altars here in just a, just a few minutes, I don't know how long I'll preach, but, but I don't feel like it'll be very long. But I want everybody to have it on their mind and in their heart. Amen. I've got to get to that place, that young preacher's up there talking about, I wish I, I wish I knew more about it to tell you more, okay? I wish I could, I can only ever scratch the surface of these scriptures, all right? But this is a wonderful place, all right? This secret place, this spiritual place, and we can get there. We can get there. Hallelujah. Now, if I'm going to get to a secret place, Brother Jeffries, it's not a place I'm going to stumble upon. The best thing for me to do is to get in contact with somebody who already knows where it is. Do you understand that? Hallelujah. This is a secret place. And God's the one that made it a secret place. Amen. Jesus said, I am the way, didn't He? He's the way, amen, to get to this secret place. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the door. Isn't that right? You know what that means? He's the door that I've got to go through. If I'm going to get to this secret spiritual place that I'm talking about here tonight, I've got to do it, amen, through the only begotten Son of God. He's the one who knows where it is, amen. And when He ascended to the Father, He sent another comforter, amen, the Holy Ghost. That's God at work among men in this day and age that we live. And the Holy Ghost is faithful. And the Holy Ghost loves this people that's gathered here tonight. And the Holy Ghost knows where that place, that Spirit of Christ, Spirit of burning, all of His names that have been saying all of this revival, hallelujah, He'll show you. He'll show you. In fact, if I'm going to get to a spiritual place, I've got to do it in the Spirit, if I can say it that way. Now, it's not my spirit alone, but it's my spirit in contact with His Spirit when I get to that place where those two intertwine and those two overlap. And do you remember, it's kind of a, a confusing prayer that Jesus prayed, but He's praying to the Father, and I can't quote it exactly, 
But he's saying, Lord, I, I, want, I want them to be in me and me to be in you and you to be in me and you to be in them and them to be in you. Do you remember when he was praying that? There's an intertwining there, amen, of, of this Holy Ghost, God at work among men. Intertwining of His Spirit and my Spirit. My Spirit can't get to this spiritual place by itself, amen. But if I'm going to get to this spiritual place, I've got to do it in His power, not by power. And I've got to do it in the power of Spirit, the Spirit of truth. Amen? Because we approach that place the same way that we always approach God. It's not in this mountain or in that mountain, but God's a spirit, and we worship Him in spirit and in truth. We get to Him in spirit and in truth. And the only way to approach Him in spirit and in truth is in the power of the spirit of truth. When you say that's true, does that sound good here tonight? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I've got to get to Him in the power of the Spirit of truth. And it reminds me of, of a story in the Gospel of John. I believe it's in the first chapter. You've got some followers of Jesus. Jesus just beginning His ministry. I mean, very first chapter of this record of His life. Amen? Not just stories, but a true record of the life of Jesus Christ. That's what the Gospels are. Those are eyewitness accounts. Amen? Those are accounts of people who were there and saw Him and knew Him. Amen? One-on-one, -on -one, just like you and I are here right now. They saw Him just like you see me. Praise the Lord. And I'm looking forward to the day when we can do that, aren't you? Jesus just beginning His ministry in that first chapter of the Gospel of John. He's got followers and He notices a couple of them on His way from preaching and teaching. One day, Brother Jeffries, He notices a couple of men that are, that are following Him. And of course, being Jesus, He already knows why they're there. But so, so often, He entertains these people asking them questions about things He already knows. He turns to them, and, and forgive me while I paraphrase, why are you all following me? What, what, do you, what do you have need of? What are your desires? And these are men that have heard Him preach and have heard Him teach. And these are men that have seen the miracles. They've watched Jesus Christ lay hands on sick people and all of a sudden those sick people aren't sick anymore. Amen? These are men who have watched Jesus Christ cast devils out of demon-possessed people and then they get up and they're in their right mind again. Uh, amen. Praise the Lord. They've seen these things and, and basically their answer, when they look at Him, uh, Lord, we want to know where You dwell. Where dwellest Thou? They say, Master, Rabbi, where dwellest Thou? That's what they want to know. They're saying, we've seen You do these things and, and, and it's been wonderful, but to be honest, I just don't really have enough of it yet. That's why I asked you tonight, have you had enough? Because if you haven't had enough and you've got a desire, amen, the same desire that these men had, you want to know where He's at? You want to know where He lives? You want to know where you can see more and hear more? Amen. You want to spend a little more time with Him? Anybody in this place want to spend a little more time with Him? His answer to you is going to be the same answer He had to these men. He looks at them. He doesn't turn them away, but He says, come and see. Come and see. That's His answer to anybody here tonight. Lord, where dwellest thou? He'll say, come and see. And then He turns. He doesn't leave them to find it by themselves, but He leads them to where He dwells. Follow me. Amen. He's the one that brings us there, and He's the one waiting on us when we get there. How about that? I'm thankful for Him, aren't you? I'm thankful for Him. He, wouldn't, he shouldn't want anything to do with us after all that we've done, but instead He looks at us, yeah, I want, I want you to come and see. I want you to come spend a little time with me in this secret place, in this spiritual place. He'll make it known to you. He'll show you how to get there. Praise the Lord. And when we get there, church, 
What we need to do is just make ourselves at home. Amen. Brother Zachary asked me for a title tonight, and I said, that'll do. Make yourselves at home. Because this secret place, this spiritual place, is a special place. It's a wonderful place. And I've never been to a place that's like this place. Amen. And it all has to do with who's waiting on us when we get there. Amen. And I already said it's the same one that takes us there. Isn't that right? It all has to do with it's the secret place of who? Well, of the Most High. Amen. It's, it's the secret place of Jehovah, of Yahweh. It's the secret place of Jesus Christ. Amen. This triune God here. The secret place of the Holy Ghost. This is His place. And He's inviting us to His place. Amen. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Notice that it is a dwelling place. And He's talking about somebody that will dwell there. This is not a place for vacation. It's not just a place to visit. But your dwelling place, that's the place that you spend the most time. Amen? Now, as an evangelist, I spend actually a lot of time away from my dwelling place. But my dwelling place right now is in Sand Springs, Oklahoma. That's where my home church is. And that's what I call my hometown. My address is still there, even though somebody's living in the house that I was living in, okay? They just collect my mail and give it to me when I get there every couple months or so, all right? But that is my, that is my dwelling place, all right? That is the place that I call home, amen? And I'm telling you, when we find this secret place, this spiritual place, this special place, when the Lord leads us to that place and we realize what kind of a place it really is, we just need to get comfortable. Amen. We don't need to be in any hurry to leave, but He wants us to spend some time with Him. Praise the Lord. Few people ever go to this place. Fewer go there often, and fewer still go there often enough to call it home. I would like to spend enough time in that place so that I could call it home. What about you? Amen. I feel more and more of a call to come to that place and I still haven't spent enough time in it. I don't know anybody that spent too much time there. I don't think you can spend too much time there. Amen. This needs to be the place that we feel more comfortable than anywhere else. This needs to be the place that you miss when you're not there. Amen. If you'll make this the place you eat and the place you sleep, That'll be the best decision that you'll ever make, praise the Lord, because there's always plenty of food on His table. And you can always rest easy and sleep well. Amen. In the secret place of the Most High. It's a wonderful place. Amen. Have you ever been to that place? Have you been there today? Hallelujah. Let's leave that alone. How many of us want to go there tonight? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I still feel a little bit of a hindrance. Forgive me. Praise the Lord. I want you to know something. God's not just being polite when He says come and see. He's not just saying that because He has to, because He doesn't have to. Amen? He wasn't just saying that to the Jews when they were invited. He's not just saying that to us Gentiles now that we are invited. He's not just being polite, but He really means it. He's got a desire to spend time with us. Y'all still with me? I know it's Monday. I know you're tired. I'm almost done. I don't have too much longer. Praise the Lord. Just hang in there with me, okay? Praise the Lord. I'm a little different. Monday's usually my favorite day of the work week. I'm rip-roaring ready to go, all right? And, uh, and I don't mean that as an evangelist. I mean that as somebody who has also worked a job. I promise I really have. And, uh, and full-time ministry is a real job, too. I don't need to get off on that. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. He means for us to come and spend time with Him. You don't have to, just like He didn't have to invite you. You don't have to accept that invitation. Amen. But there's no place like that place, is there? And so, if I could turn all of this into a question, He's got that desire for you to stay with Him. Is there anybody tonight that's got a desire to stay with Him? Amen. Is that desire mirrored in your heart? Do you want to spend time with Him like He wants to spend time with you? Because if you do, amen, I'm talking about He that dwelleth. Spends a lot of time there. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Amen. I've spent all this time on the first part of that verse, but I got to looking at it here a while back, Brother Jeffries. And the Psalms, they, they use this uh, tactic called parallelism. A lot, you didn't know you were going to get an English lesson, did you? I won't bore you to death. Uh, but what the Psalms will do is sometimes in the same verse or in one verse and then in the next verse, and they'll say the same thing, but in a different way. And they'll express that. And I thought that's what was happening here in Psalm 91 and verse number 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And when I first read that, I thought it was saying, he that spends time with the Lord shall spend time with the Lord. Something along those lines. But I, I think it actually means something a little bit different here. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Amen. Somebody that's making an effort to be with God, he shall abide under the shadow. Think about that. Under the shadow of the Almighty. When I'm walking and I look down and I see a shadow around me, that means something's over top of me doesn't it? That means there's something bigger than me that's right over my head. That means there's something I can look up and I can see. He shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I want everybody to know in this place, if you'll make the effort to make His place your place, amen, to make that secret place, that spiritual place, that special place, if you'll make that your dwelling place, I can promise you one thing. When you dwell there, amen, you will stay under the shadow of the Almighty. When you're in doubt, amen, you can look up and you can see that He's still right up there. He's hovering over you. He's watching over you. Another place in the psalm says He'll guide us with His eye. We sing a song like that, don't we? He'll guide us with His eye and we'll follow till we die. Amen. When you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, I can promise you He's right over top of you watching every step you take, guiding every step you take. The steps of a good man, they're ordered by the Lord. Amen. It's because God's right over top of good men and good women telling them where to go. He knows where you're going. He sees those steps. He can see things with His eye, Brother Jeffries, that I would never see. We can talk about miracles, things that we know God has done for us. Let's talk about all the things we don't know that He's done for us. huh? We can't talk about them. We don't even know where to begin. But I promise you, there's countless. You know why? Because we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen? I can look around, especially when it's daylight outside. That's when you see shadows the best. And, I, and I, this isn't a kind of bad darkness. We use darkness like it's bad a lot of the times in preaching. You understand that? Uh, but when I look around and it's light outside, I can see the outline of His shadow all around me. Even if I can't look up to see Him, I look down. Everywhere I look, it's obvious that He's with me. Amen. Aren't you thankful that He is with you tonight? Praise the Lord. He that dwelleth. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow 
of the Almighty. I can't think of a safer place. Can you? I can't think of a place I'd rather be. Can you? I've talked, maybe I talked a little bit about it here. I would love Brother Jeffries to build a house. That's something I have in my heart to do. And uh, maybe, maybe if I ever get a wife and a couple of kids, I'll have a reason to do it, okay? But right now, I, I don't have that. And hopefully some of that will be remedied by the end of the summer. I've got a, a smaller travel trailer lined up and uh, one I can pull with my half-ton truck out there. And it, it's nothing fancy. In fact, it, a tree fell on it. So we need to fix it first before I try to live in it, okay? It's, it needs some work done on it. But I don't mind doing a little work to have something good. Amen? The good things in life are worth working for, worth putting some effort in. Isn't that right? I've got, I've got a good friend of mine that's all but given that to me. And, and I'm so thankful for that. He's gonna, he said, well, I'll help you fix it. And he's got all the stuff to fix it. I don't think he's going to charge me a dime. I'm going to try to pay him something. But man, people are good to me. But I've got it in my heart, or at least have it in my mind, to, to build a house. And, and I like construction. I grew up around it and things. Uh, and I would like to do that. I watched my dad build our house when I was younger. And I don't remember too much of it. I was, I was three. I remember I had my fourth birthday in that new house. And so I was there through some of the construction and things. My papa ran a construction crew. And I watched them. They built the house that they lived in. And I just always thought that was so neat. And, and that's something that I would like to do. And there, there are things I'll need some help on. But a lot of that I know how to do. I can read a tape. Amen. You measure, measure once and cut twice, right? So I know how to do some of that. I know just enough to get myself in trouble, okay? But, but I can do a lot of that framing. I know how to put a metal roof on because I've done metal buildings and things. So I, and I can take metal siding like we put on a barn. And I'm thinking, well, I can put that on a regular house. I know how to do some of that. I've got it in my heart to do that. I, I just, and, and listen, I'm not trying to get you to feel sorry for me right now. It's just not God's plans, okay? But I, I don't have the means to do that right now. That's not in God's plans right now, even though it might be in Brother Carson's plans. And when our plans don't line up, I've got to go with his. Amen? Because I've tried to go with mine before and I got in a lot of trouble. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm going with what he has for me right now. And what he has for me this week is, is a bed in the back room of church in Romney, West Virginia. I don't have any complaints. You all have been good to me and I'm thankful for you. Here in a couple days, I'm going to Brother Hawks over in Petersburg. He's got a bed for me to lay my head down over there. And, and, I, and I'm preaching and I'm traveling across this country. That's all right. But, but you understand the desire in a young man's heart to have something of his own. I think probably all of us can understand that. And I would like to have a home to come home to when I go home. I don't have that right now. And I can't express to you, I can't express to you the feeling of not having that. I was renting a house. And I know it wasn't mine, but, but I had a home, Brother Jeffries. And, and somebody, somebody else needed it. More than me, uh, when I started evangelizing, I just used that house a handful of times. And, uh, and they offered me money to move out of a house I was probably going to move out of anyway. So I said, yeah, that's probably God. We'll do that. But I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for the impact because once I had something of my own, uh, this was the first time I'd experienced not having that home again. I wasn't ready for what that was going to do to me. And I've really struggled with that, y'all. I need you to pray for me. Because it's a very strange thing to call it a temptation. I just want to go get 
a regular job and build a regular house. It's not, I don't have these uh, crazy plans. I just want to have a home. And that's not a temptation for most people. That's normal. But that's not what God has for me right now. I work as I go when I get opportunities and I preach as much as I can. That's what He has for me right now. But I've got that desire, amen, to have that home. And when I think about it too much and I get caught up on that, I can get really down, y'all, okay? But, but when I think about the place that I do have, no, it's not a physical place, but I do have a spiritual home, even though I may not have a physical home, all right? And when I can't go to that physical home place, I can go to that spiritual dwelling place, amen? I can go there morning, evening, afternoon, night, whatever time it might be, amen? I go there. I need to go there more often. I need to spend as much time there as I possibly can because when you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And when I think about that secret place, get my eyes off all these physical places, when I quit thinking about my desires and start thinking about His desires, all of a sudden, I feel right at home wherever I am. If I'm sleeping in my truck in a gas station parking lot, I feel right at home as long as I know that I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Praise the Lord. Aren't you thankful for Him? In fact, if I wasn't abiding under the shadow of the Almighty... It wouldn't matter if I did have a physical home. It wouldn't matter how nice it was, how many windows it had, how many bedrooms and bathrooms it had, how nice my furniture was, how tall the ceilings were. Amen. It wouldn't matter a bit if I wasn't abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Praise the Lord. Would you all stand with me? I'm almost finished. This secret place, this spiritual place, this special place. Amen. We need to dwell there. You need to make yourselves at home in that place. And, and, and something, this I'll, I'll finish up with this. I thought that word dwelleth and that word abide. I thought they really meant the same thing. And they can. that You can use those words in the same way. We have a lot of words like that in English. But I, And I'm, I'm no Hebrew scholar, okay? Uh, but I do like to look into things when I get an opportunity. So I tried to look into these words and... That first word dwelleth. Now, I can't remember uh, the Hebrew word, and if I did, I wouldn't be able to pronounce it correctly, okay? But, but the Hebrew word that that comes from means uh, kind of exactly what I was talking about. You just make yourself at home there. But that word abide, the Hebrew word that we have translated abide here in our Old Testament, it carries this idea that you're not just staying there, but you're staying there through something. And many times you'll, you'll find somebody abiding in the Bible. Not, not every time, but many times when that word abide is used, they're staying in a certain place through something. Often it's going to be a storm. They're abiding there until the storm is over. They're staying there through the night. They're abiding through the night. They're going to stay there until the sun comes back up in the morning. And I got to thinking about that, and I want everybody in this place to know he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, when you make your efforts to be with Him, you can be sure that you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Alright? And that means when the storms come. 
And that means when it starts to get dark outside. You remember what I said about shadows? They're easy to see, Brother Jeffries, when it's light outside and when the sun's shining and it's a bright, sunshiny day and everything's going okay and I don't have any complaints and everybody's treating me good, amen? It's easy to see the outline of a shadow around me. It's easy to believe that He's right there over me because I can see it. But when it gets dark outside, I can't see the shadow anymore. Amen. When the storm comes through, I can't look up and see Him like I used to be able to. But when you dwell, amen, in the secret place of the Most High, you can be sure that when the storm rolls in, you can be sure when the night, amen, takes over, that you've got a safe place to weather the storm, that you've got a safe place to lay your head until morning comes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. Spend the night, weather the storm, shall abide where? Under the shadow of the Almighty. Under His watch and His protection. He's a good Father. There's nobody that can take care of you like He can take care of you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just go ahead and worship in church. I know y'all are standing. I've had you standing too long. We're about to come to an altar. Go ahead and praise Him. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Lord, that we can dwell in Your secret.